0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the show Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and coming to you live on Sirius XM 211 dan patrick sports i'm your host nick eber along with my good friend and co-host kartik krishnaya kartik good to have you back i know it's been a uh, rough couple of weeks for you yeah it's good to be back lots happening. in football
1: pochettino's out i see jürgen klinsman has a new job with hertha berlin who are sitting uh, right above the relegation zone in germany and now unai emery out of work a lot of changes management in uh in england and germany also some changes in spain uh it's the silly season. Well, it's always the silly season, isn't it, when it comes to managers?
0: It is. Well, I tell you what, Kartik. Let's take a look at some of the odds for the next Arsenal manager. Uh, we'll go down the list. Love to get you guys. What do you think? Uh, find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. That's five T H Street Sports. Or you can always find me personally at Nick Gieber or Kartik. He's at K K F L A seven three seven. And who's going to be the next manager to go? Plus some very interesting matchups this weekend. I won't say it's as spectacularly exciting as it was last weekend in terms of the games the choice of games but there are some interesting matchups including Newcastle City Chelsea West Ham which is a very important game for Pellegrini um Tottenham Bournemouth which takes all sorts of different connotations now that Jose Mourinho's at the helm at Tottenham Hotspur yeah. plus a fascinating battle Southampton at uh, Southampton Watford that should be really interesting and uh, Norwich Arsenal, which becomes also very interesting, and Leicester Everton. So we do have some interesting matches, and there are others, by the way, um, obviously, but we'll cover every single one of them here. So we hope you will stay with us we would like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world who listen on the American Forces Network. It's a pleasure and a privilege to have you guys with us, as we also welcome everybody listening on the affiliate stations of the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, SiriusXM 211, uh, our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or our podcast listeners who may be listening on the Believe Podcast Network, uh, we welcome everyone to the show. We're going to talk Premier League. We're going to talk managers. We're going to talk who's taken the helmet. Arsenal, love to hear from you. And Kartik's going to tell you uh, where Jurgen Klinsmann landed. All right, we're going to step aside, take a brief break, and we'll be right back after this. The problem I have when I go to the gym is I just never really know, you know, what to wear because my stuff's really old and disgusting. I want to tell you about a new thing I found. It's really cool. It's this uh, clothing called Viori. V-U-O-R-I. It's a new perspective on performance apparel. It's perfect if you're sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. Everything's designed to work out in, but it doesn't really look or feel like it. It's really comfortable. I recommend this stuff highly. It's also, by the way, perfect for travel. You know, nowadays everyone basically likes to travel in thongs. This is not a thong. This is great looking workout stuff, really really comfortable. Uh they got super they got really cool shorts and sweatpants, great stuff. Viori is an investment in your happiness and they are offering 20% off both to Sports Byline listeners and if you're listening on the podcast to Believe podcast listeners, when you go to vioriclothing.com and enter the code BELIEVE BLEAV at checkout. That's V U O R I clothing.com. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any US orders over 75 bucks plus free returns. Go to viuri, V U O R I clothing.com, and discover the versatility of Yuri clothing. Ah, One of my favorite songs there from The Clash. Welcome back to the show for Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, well, obviously, the big news was the sacking of Unai Emery. Uh, Arsenal let him go after a very disappointing Europa League uh, result at home. I can't say anybody would have been terrifically surprised. I think he was pretty much walking dead or dead man walking. I think we were just maybe surprised at his execution date came this close to a Premier League weekend. Uh Kartik I mean I know you you're not surprised. I'm not surprised. Fred, uh, freddy Lundberg taking the helm.
1: Yeah, temporarily at least. I mean that's a chance for a former Arsenal great uh, a, a a fan, uh, a fan favorite, uh to put his mark on the club, get the club back to uh the winning ways. Uh that they enjoyed when he was a player there under Arsene Wenger. Now, there is a danger in this for Arsenal, and I'm going to lay this out for you. Uh, If Jumberg does well, like Roberto Di Matteo did as an interim manager at Chelsea, as Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did as an interim manager at Manchester United, you then elevate a former player who is very popular among the supporters to uh, the top job inevitably he will fail. He is not an elite manager. He's not ready to be an elite manager at a top club uh, in European football. What happened with Di Matteo is he got the sack, and the fans got very unhappy about that. Solskjaer hasn't been sacked yet. He will be sacked at some point. Maybe that won't be uh, received as poorly as the Di Matteo sacking was by the Chelsea supporters. And then you've got Jumberg. We've seen um, this happen. Also, I don't want to go through the club specifically, but we've had this see this happen in some clubs in, in Spain and Germany recently Where former players. Uh, get the job uh, as interim managers, they uh, caretaker managers, they get the job full time. They're not capable of doing the job full time. Uh, Kovac is a good example. He wasn't a caretaker manager, but he was like a fifth choice at fire. Yeah. Was former player popular, but couldn't do the job with sack. Um, they need to get a full-time manager, an established manager. I think the danger now for Arsenal, Nick, is that uh, they're going. They're beginning to, to 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 fall adrift. Okay, they've had what now three three successive seasons. I think outside the top four, this this will probably be the fourth uh, in a row. Uh, they need to get a manager that's going to be maybe pragmatic. Maybe this is when you bring in an Ancelotti or you bring in uh, someone uh, Diego Simeone from Atletico. I know that would be. Uh, a complete antithesis to the way Arsenal has played. Uh, uh, Simeone, a very defensive manager, a manager that puts six, seven guys behind the ball when we'll see them this weekend against Barcelona. That's a, the big match of the weekend uh, on the continent. But maybe that's what Arsenal needs now. Um, but one other thing I want to mention is I think when you have Aubameyang, Lacazette and Pepe, uh, Pepe, they just signed, so he's not ready to go. But I think Obama Young and Lacazette may leave if they have too defensive a manager, right? So you have these two very at- uh, talented attacking players. <sighs> tough times. Well, uh, and just, the Cronkies okay, have to make I mean, a tough decision here.
0: Well, they just signed those players. I mean, so it's not like they're leaving anytime soon. By the way, um, Unai Emery, the 23rd managerial casualty in English football this weekend or this week. Uh, who was the first, Karthik? i got a little, little trivia question for you. Who was the first manager sacked this year?
1: This year? Or um, well, this season, let's in, just say. In, oh, this season in England. Well, uh, the Millwall manager was sacked very early, um, which was kind of a shock. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was was sacked very early. There were a couple of managers in League One that were sacked early. I mean you could consider Barry because he never played okay, a match. well you
0: know what now that you mention it Paul Wilkinson was sacked on the 27th of August he was the fourth manager sacked um, ah I know hmm. you I know now you're teased by this one aren't you oh I see you're looking something up online Carter come on yeah I, I don't use, know I, th- I I want you to use your near photographic memory
1: I'm trying to think who got sacked. You know, like I said, the Millwall manager, well, he's a very Neil Harris, famous got name. sacked very early. He's a very famous name. And that was name. shocking because he was a former player and he had done really well yeah, there. Yeah,
0: well, this is another former player and we're talking Arsenal Football Club because they just sacked who? their manager. So that's the line. Oh, well, Saul Campbell <laughs> we left. Uh, Saul Campbell. he's left Macclesfield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Well, he wasn't sacked. He left.
0: Um, well, but, yeah, I guess he was a managerial casualty. Season. <laughs> yeah, because the club was uh, well, club well, is good dysfunctional job. You did, you did quite well. I mean, I gave you a lot of hints there. Let's be honest. Yeah. They,
1: once you said an arse- Arsenal, I knew it was Saul because I remember he left right at the beginning of the season. But again, um, I, I think Saul Campbell proved last season with Macclesfield and just keeping them in the football league that he's a really good manager. I don't think he's in frame for this job. But, no. Um, it looks like Patrick Vieira is coming back to MLS to manage inter-miami oh, now sorry. why did you, you say something I that?
0: fell asleep immediately what did you talk about MLS oh my goodness I sorry Carti. yeah yeah asleep. well
1: no no because it's it's relevant to this because Taylor Twelman's reporting that uh, uh, that uh, after going through a number of uh, potential candidates David Beckham has settled on Patrick Vieira to be the manager of his I MLS yeah if I'm Patrick oh, Vieira oh, Carter, I'm throwing Carter, my hat in the ring for the Arsenal job there.
0: hold on Carty I, I want Patrick Vieira to be my manager. <laughs> uh, Posh would you call Patrick for me? Not bad. You gotta admit it's good, right? That was a good that was a good Beckham. Beckham I thought so. got such a yeah. He's got such
1: a um how do I say this? He tries to fake it up for a class accent. Is it, am I
0: being nasty here? No, he doesn't. Um He's uh he doesn't do a good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay. Listen, uh, next, ana- next Arsenal manager. Here's the market. Cotic, do, do you know who the hot-on-favorite to be the next Arsenal manager is right now? You know, Spirito Santo, right? No, it's actually not. Uh, he's second at five to one. Uh, Massimiliano Allegri. Uh, one, he. Oh, is but he's not
1: coming till the summer, being, right? He wants to odds. The year well, off.
0: Maybe they keep Lundberg, who's uh, third favorite at six to one. Uh, But, look, you you bring up a really good point, and we may actually continue this discussion after the break, which is really bad to do in terms of radio. But, you know, we're naughty people, so we we do whatever we want. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I'm looking at the list here. I'm just going to read down the list for you. It's uh, Allegri uh, Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, who sounds like he is uh, a priest on a ship discovering the new world. Or is that the name of a ship discovered the new world? Is the uh, Nuno Santo came up and discovered the new world, right? Anyway. Uh, yep. Freddie Lundberg. Mikel Arteta. There's another, uh, there's another possible Ooh, for Arsenal. That would be a good one. Maurizio Pochettino. Uh, this is the one now, that uh, I've been talking about. Now, uh, I mentioned this, kartik. uh uh, last show i did without you i might add uh would
1: he would he be that disloyal to spur well well, they sacked
0: him they said right right it was like that wonderful uh uh, by the way jose Mourinho back with a vengeance so happy to have him back i know i know he's not your favorite guy but you know he (laughs) he was asked in an interview um uh, right after he took the reins at, at tottenham he said um jose uh, how do you feel about what you said when you were at Chelsea, where you said you would never ever go to Tottenham because you would never disrespect <laughs> Chelsea fans that way? He goes, yes, yeah. I said that before Chelsea sacked me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great comeback. Just, that only Jose can deliver it that yeah, way. Which was I like that
0: actually. Yeah. Not it's, Jose's biggest fan, but that's good. That's yeah, good. So, you know, I I think Pochettino could well go to Arsenal, uh, but I want to talk about Pochettino in a minute. We have got Patrick Vieira, but he's going to MLS. Rafa Benitez, sixteen to one. Ancelotti, sixteen to one. Ooh, Eddie wow. Howe, twenty to one. And everybody's favorite manager for the recycle heap, uh, Roberto Martinez, at twenty to one. Uh, quite
1: apparently, the... <laughs> he was also considered by David Beckham. The finalists were apparently Solari, uh, Martinez. Uh, I, I, I someone else and 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 Vieira and he settled on Vieira. to see Roberto Martinez's name and that shocked me? <laughs> I, I must
0: admit, Posh, it's Santiago Solari, Roberto Martinez, or, or Patrick. Which one?
1: <laughs> Are we implying oh, that yeah. that Posh as uh, or Victoria? So posh is correctly called Posh. His, his,
0: yeah. All right. Listen, uh, yeah. we got to go to break. When we come back, we're going to continue the managerial discussion. Let's talk about who the next Premier League manager to get sacked is. But I want to continue this discussion about who could take the who could take the reins at Arsenal. And also, let's do a little post mortem now that the corpse of Unai Emery, the professional corpse of Unai Emery, is sitting there. Let's do a little post mortem when we come back. Right here for Street Sports, Fifth Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You know what that song is, Carter? I do not. That's Moon Over Marin. I've got the pretenders
1: going through my head today, so it's not. It's not. I know it's not. It's nope. not them.
0: Dead Kennedys, Move on, Moon Over Marin. I, I Ooh, love
1: Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, one yeah. of my
0: favorite Ken- Dead Kennedys songs. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Fifth Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, we're having a fun show today. Uh, of course, the body, the professional body of one Dappus uh, Unai Emery is uh, sitting there on the table. Uh, Kartik, I think it's time we go in with our professional scalpels and our retractors, and that nasty saw that kind of cuts the bones apart. And um, let's cut him from uh, crotch to gizzard and take a look and see what went wrong with the Unai Emery era at Arsenal Football Club. And I'm going to tell you, Kartik, right now, I think there were really three major issues here. Number one, I'm going to go down the list with you. Number one, I don't think Arsenal ever addressed the serious systemic issues they have in terms of the boardroom, in terms of the way they operate, and in terms of the players they signed. They have still have a poor team. It's the same poor team, largely, uh, that they had under the Wenger era. Uh, same problems, a lack of gumption, a lack of, shall we say, a testicular fortitude. And uh, certainly, a, a, if there's any team that I would use the word soft for, it's Arsenal football club. They never address that. And yeah, I mean, look, they've got some decent players. You and I will agree on that, Kartik. But they don't have that hard spine that you need to really compete at this league. That's number 1. Number 2 is I think that um you look, we saw it with Manchester United where, you know, um Sir Alex Ferguson was there for what about 362 years, then he um yeah. he goes to the pickle machine to uh retire. And his handpicked success as David Moyes. And, you know, listen, uh, well, and we're going to talk about David Moyes here in a minute, but, you know, David Moyes just doesn't, you know, work out. I mean, he's the wrong, not so much that he's the wrong manager. You don't go from being a, a decent manager, as I believe David Moyes always was, to being a crap yeah, he manager. Was a very good overnight. manager. Same thing good with manager. Unai Emery. Look, you don't go from being a, a, a great man. Well, what did he win? Three Europa Leagues with Sevilla? Yeah, in a row at Sevilla. Yeah. On yeah, um, I mean, the trot. That's right. tough to do. Right. You don't to go do. from very being tough to do. A good manager to a crap manager. It, it, it's the failure of your you uh, your failure to integrate into the system and the system's failure to make room to integrate you. So, you know, it's very 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 difficult to replace a legend. Arsene Wenger was there 22 years at Arsenal. He won what? Three league trophies, uh, FA Cups, League Cups. I mean, you know, he won basically everything he went to a champions league final but never won it of course right and um jens lehmann's fault yeah right right jens jens yeah. lehmann and then um you know how do you replace that a, a guy who consistently year in year out got your team into the top four although you know we forget that the last couple of years of wenger's tenure there it wasn't a top four finish gothic well, it was fifth the last two years. But yeah,
1: before that, they were consistently finishing in the top four. I think the problem was Arsenal's identity, much like Manchester United's, was so tied to a manager, and in Wenger's case, a certain style of play. They've lost that identity uh, really quickly I, and it just occurred to me I, I should have mentioned this on the outset. Eintracht Frankfurt props to them they have uh, you know their representative the US is always sending me stuff uh, in fact I have an Eintracht scarf I just saw they ended two managers ten years at big clubs in, in a month Kovac by smashing them four one in the Bundesliga last month and then uh, going to the Emirates yesterday and beating, uh, it was yesterday, right? Yeah. I'm losing track of my days this week, uh, going to the Emirates and beating Emery who was dead man walking anyway. And I think Kovac was probably dead man. Walking right, right, right. Going into that match, but uh, props to Eintracht on that. I think um, what Emery tried to do is he tried to solidify Arsenal defensively, right? Because they have not been solid defensively. Uh, i, I Tempted to say since Tony Adams and uh, <laughs> Mark Keown and, and Lee Dixon played, it hasn't been quite that long, but they they've been rocky at the back for a while, right? So yeah. I think he 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 tried to solidify them defensively, Nick, but in the process he cut out their identity, which was this free flowing attacking team. They became very dour to watch, and the defensive errors continued even as Emery tried to make the team more defensively sound those errors from the Wenger error continued and you weren't getting the attacking quality you were before. Uh, I think that, um, I think that there was also a problem dealing with personalities for Emery. Emory. Uh, Metz Ozil completely off the rails yeah. uh, in Emory's tenure. Uh, Granit Xhaka, that's another one <laughs> um, completely off the rails. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it, it was just a bad fit. Uh, Emory had problems with, uh, with Neymar at PSG. He has problems with bigger bigger personality players. Maybe he's best at a club like in Everton. Maybe that would be a guy Everton looks at when they sack Silva, because uh, Silva's going to get
0: sacked really soon. Oh, no. I I know who they're getting. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um, look, I I think the problem that Unai Emery had is I think tactically he was a one-trick pony. And uh, he didn't have the ability to uh, provide a system for the players that he had. He rather provided... You know, it's actually a little bit like uh, what we've been talking about with uh, Greg Berhalter and the U.S. men's national team, you know, was saying that he has yeah. only one way that he wants them to play, but he doesn't really have the players to fit that system. And it's very much the same with Unai Emery. I felt that he only had really one way of playing, and he only had, you know, a, a set group of players to fit that system. And, and Arsenal ownership and management, and, and, and let's face it, look, I, I don't want to be uh, too disrespectful, but I mean, Arsenal's owner is Stan Kroenke. Okay. So <laughs> I mean, you know, at some point Need you say more. At some point you have to go up and hold responsibility higher up rather than lower down. And you can replace unai Emery and they will replace Unai Emery, uh, all you want, but until you are willing to open the pocketbooks and maybe splash a little bit of cash and to bring in the players to support a manager's system rather than uh, players, when you're playing moneyball all the time, which is what they do at Arsenal, uh, I mean, there, there's, there's yeah. two teams in the Premier League that play moneyball. One does it really well and one doesn't. The one that does it really well is Liverpool, and the one that doesn't do it well is Arsenal. And it's just funny how that works because, of course, the owners of Liverpool Football Club were the originators of Moneyball. Right Right, Kartik? So... Um, yeah, although uh, I think Liverpool
1: has gone in a different direction recently. The Allison and Van Dyke buys were finding the best player at a position in the market and buying them and not buying anyone else that window or anyone else of significance that window. That's very different than the early money ball approach, which uh, albeit did get Jordan Henderson, but also brought Stuart Downing and Charlie Adam to uh, Liverpool and Andy Carroll. So I think they've got really kind of gotten away from that. And uh, I mean, the Allison and Van Dyke buys are two of the best buys of the last decade. In, in
0: oh, football. and by the so, way, the Fabinho buy—I mean, of course, he's injured. Oh, well, Fabinho's now for the up rest there too, the right? Year. That's another one. Yeah, but don't yeah, forget yeah, the Fabinho one. buy. I mean, there was a lot of questions about Fabinho initially that you know he looked kind of slight for that sort of holding role that he had, and uh, uh, but you know he's a he's a he's a firebrand. He's a monster. Player. He's a monstrous <laughs> player, but he is injured. So, but we'll get to that when I, we do our match reviews. But look, I think Unai Emery—it uh, was a. I don't think the manager that succeeded Arsene Wenger was ever going to succeed at Arsenal. I think they're going to have to go through yeah. a iterations of a few managers, unless, and I say unless, uh, there's a couple of names on this list that I'm going to suggest would be the type of manager that they could really that could really get his teeth into that club. And I think the best fit for that club right now is going to be Rafa Benitez.
1: Yeah. I I think that that would be a really good fit. Uh, I, I I think Rafa um, prefers managing in the North. Uh, He had a great special connection with the fans at Newcastle, obviously great connection with the fans at Liverpool, still uh, his family. I know he's managing out in China, but his family's living uh, in Chester or somewhere near Liverpool, somewhere uh, in the North. I I don't think he took well to London and, and Chelsea. So, um,
0: if but, but the Everton but on, job Martin. is open but, but at the on. same time. Ho- Kartik, um, Kartik, let me just point out, yeah. I, his tenure at Chelsea was successful.
1: Oh, no, it was successful. I, I'm not denying that. I'm saying the
0: fans didn't take to him, and he. I don't think he took to the fans. Yeah, thing. I don't think so, so either, but I
1: think Arsenal's Yeah, people. I think he's much more comfortable at a Newcastle. It's just a connection with the supporters. That's why, even though he's a Liverpool uh, guy, if the Everton job were open and he could manage at home, I think that that's He he never to take it down. he wouldn't take it. You don't think he'll take no, it, yeah. No, that's the speculation yeah, that he wouldn't yeah. take it. But he if I'm Everton, it. I would do everything in my power to, to get him to take that job. If I were that's Everton, I would do everything, everything
0: in my power to bring back David Moyes. He was the well, right man too. Right manager, one, yeah. right club, right temperament. He's a good man David Moyes. By the way, I've met David Moyes on a number of occasions and he is an absolutely delightful man, uh very smart, very affable. Uh, and, and I tell you what, I think that is the right size club for David Moyes, and no, di- no disrespect to David. I mean, his managerial qualities are solid, but he is the type of manager that is used to managing on a budget, used to managing with the type of restrictions that come. The question is, will the Everton board admit their mistakes i mean it wasn't really their mistakes i mean he left to go to man united no, no, right he went to go to manchester yeah united. yeah so will the everton board you know season. take him back I, I think they absolutely would in fact they got a big payday from united for him if you remember
1: yeah hey, yeah i listen. think moise uh, also was a pioneer in scouting and analytics so yeah. uh those newer fans may not realize uh, a lot of the impact you talk about Moneyball. Um, And you're giving Liverpool credit. Okay, yeah, I know they came from baseball in the U.S. The actual founder of Moneyball in the Premier League, two two guys, David Moyes with his superior scouting, including using the football manager game. And then I would also say Sam
0: Allardyce and what he did at Bolton Yeah, um,
1: and get going to the continent and getting a lot of bargains. So those would be the two managers I would give the most credit for that.
0: Alright, well we're gonna to have to go to break here in a little bit. Uh Nick Gieber and Kartik Krishna are with you having a fun discussion about managers. Kartik, do you agree with me? David Moyes back to Everton because Marcos says, Yeah, I like that go. I love that idea. Yeah, I, I, love, I, that love, idea. I love that idea. I love that. And I think Everton fans would be absolutely thrilled to have him back, or they should be anyway. Uh and then the question is, you know, maybe uh Nuno Santo goes from Wolves to Arsenal. That's another possibility. But look, yeah. we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll pick up the discussion and we'll run through some of these Premier League matches over the weekend. You're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. Nick and Kartik will be right back. Sex and drugs and rock and roll. Karthik's theme song. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> History Soccer, Nick and Karthik with you. Um, we've been having a great discussion about managers. I'm not ready for that discussion to end yet, Karthik, because I think we have a couple of more hot topics here to talk about. Then let's get into the matches coming up over the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We do have ten matches. Now, keep in mind, middle of the week, this coming week, we have a fair number of Premier League fixtures, uh, mid-week fixtures, which is... Uh, for me, very exciting, Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, which is awesome. Uh, And then we're back to the Premier League on Saturday as we get into this holiday silly season. Uh, If I could just point out a couple of really interesting midweek matches ahead of us uh, to look forward to Spurs Man United and Liverpool Everton, big Merseyside derby, and then I'm quite looking forward to Sheffield United, Newcastle. That's next Thursday, but that's way ahead of us. I'm just kind of teasing everybody about that. That there are, we've got a lot of matches, so we'll be very busy on the air with you next week. Uh, we hope you'll make us a regular part of your week, as we're with you 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. on the Left Coast, Monday through Friday, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Uh, okay, Kartik, we t- we are still talking managers here. Um, I think you and I both agree that David Moyes, who did not leave Everton under any sort of a cloud, uh, Man United paid Everton to release him. It was lots of discussion. There was negotiation. I would say he left on excellent terms, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, this this was the guy you want to take over. Marco Silva is not getting it done at Everton for a number of different reasons. I would say the most... important reason is i don't think he's really managed also to find the right chemistry whereas someone like david Moyes, you know again this is a guy i mean you know he did good work at west ham united you know and he wasn't sacked from west ham back in uh that was his last managerial position he um uh he he's contract expired he was only there to to keep him in the league for uh for um, uh, six months if you remember that Kartek.
1: Yeah, I'd say I'd say the, the the two jobs he did really poorly at were Sociedad uh, in Spain and then Sunderland. Sunderland, it was a yeah, disaster yeah.
0: at Sunderland. Uh, I, I, now you, know,
1: you seen, could argue, yeah. You could argue that Sunderland was bound to go down, and that they had just had a succession of managers: Martin O'Neill, Sam Allardyce, Paulo Decanio, Gus Poyet, who had miraculously kept them. Oh, a Dick Advocat. They had gone through a manager a year that had kept them in the league, and then the next year they would start badly. Uh, so I think maybe that it was just the end of that cycle, and Moyes was on the short end of that. But Moyes, I th- think, if he had the bu- if he had the money to spend that Van Hall and and Mourinho did it at Manchester United, he would have been fine. They didn't spend any money. Ed Woodward had just taken over. David Gill had left. Don't forget that also happened when Moyes took over at Manchester United. So many people in analyzing Moyes forget that. that Fer- Ferguson left. Sir Alex left at the same time as David Gill left. Ed Woodward, we know six years later, doesn't know what he's doing. So can you imagine his first two windows? If, he didn't know what he was doing at all. He's not a football guy, and Moyes was saddled with that. So they overpaid for Fellaini, a player that Moyes was obviously familiar with and had a good Evident, relationship with, yeah. and then they, they got Juan Mata. They only signed two players when Moyes was there. If they had signed the types of players they did under Von Hall and under Mourinho, I think Moyes would have been fine at United. That's my theory. Hey. People can feel free to disagree with me. Yeah. Uh, I think it was wrong to sack him after one season, and uh, I think he would have been fine if he had been given backing.
0: I think all you have to do is look at the problems Man United have had since. And by the way, I'm going to go out on a limb now and probably be the most unpopular man amongst Man United supporters. But I thought Marouane Fellaini got a really bad rap from Man United supporters of Man United. Oh, yeah, There were a lot of games that I saw United play where he was the guy that came to the rescue. And, um, you know, maybe he's not the player they wanted, He's the player they got, and I think he came up big for them on a number of occasions. But, look. And, let... You know
1: what it was, though? Yeah.
0: Um, you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with you, Nick. In fact, I
1: 150% agree with you, and you used to tweet it regularly and get abused from Man United fans. Mm. One, he was bought by Moyes and was associated with Moyes from Everton. And, two, yeah. he became a favorite of Jose Mourinho's. Where, yeah. And uh, once the United fans turned on Mourinho, they really – to brought out the sharp knives for, for Fellaini because he was the player they most associated with Mourinho even though he hadn't bought, bought him that's why once Mourinho was sacked Fellaini was gone three weeks later which right, by right. the way was a mistake they could really use him now I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say that he's, he's one of the missing pieces of why that team is so I mean, bad
0: he him. certainly is and uh, you know we talk about managers I don't believe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in peril um I, I, I really don't Kartik. Uh he is currently ten to one in terms of the sack race. Uh I think Ralph Hasenhootel at Southampton should be ahead of him and he's not. He's at twelve to one. Um the rest of these guys, uh you know, Daniel Farker, Roy Hodgson, Dean Smith. I mean, uh, Dean Smith just re-signed a new contract, so why he's even yeah, on he this. But he's a hundred to one. So uh look, we got Silva, Santo, Pellegrini. Kiko Flores at Watford. But, you know, Watford have been pulling it out. Let's get to our Premier League preview. We can continue the manager's discussion while we talk about some of these games we've got upcoming. Kartik, because we only have about, uh, I don't know, eight or nine minutes to do this. Uh, Let's start uh, Newcastle, Man City. Uh, This is at St. James's Park in Newcastle. Um, You know, and I I think it, it will be rude as a missed opportunity, the trip to Uh, Villa Park, the fact that they didn't pick up a point because they're not going to pick up a point here. And and whereas I don't think it's going to put, you know, I I think Newcastle are not going to get relegated. A win here would put them into into mid-table. And I can tell you what, right now you're going to get plus 1,116 odds for them to get a win here. They're not going to get the win. Neither are they going to get the plus 521 draw. Man City are going to win this game, Karthik, and they are minus 476. I don't think, uh, I don't think, uh, there t- too many thoughts about this one you have any th- No, no, not, no. um let's talk about the next match here uh burnley crystal palace and palace you know uh i i i tell you palace have not won a game cardic since the beginning since the beginning of october i mean think about that for a minute right they haven't won a game since the beginning of october um which makes me, you know, wonder why Roy Hodgson is so far down the list at sixty-six to one to get the sack. They're pretty bad, and, and they shouldn't be. I know they had all the issues with Zaha and his sulking, and then he came around. But Crystal Palace, you know, they had that that, that three-game kind of little streak, and then uh, they lost to City, and from that point onwards, it's been suck City for them. Uh, they lost to City, they drew Arsenal, uh, they lost uh, to Leicester at home. Then they lost to Chelsea, and then they lost to Liverpool, albeit they played some tough opposition. This is Burnley, though, they're playing. And and for me, Karthik, Burnley are one of these teams uh, that have been overachieving this season. Uh, they've, been, they've won two games on the bounce. Uh, they won against uh, West Ham at home and Watford at home. I think they're going to win this. I think this is another Palace loss. Burnley, though, still value at plus uh, 125. What do you think? Yeah, I like Burnley. Uh I think they'll win this game. All right. Well there you go. That's uh Sean Deich doing a good job there, by the way. Oh uh, yeah.
1: No, and Dyche, I don't know why Deich's name is never up for one of these bigger jobs. Is it because of his uh the style of play? I, I don't know. I don't understand that. Uh, he's done such a good job.
0: Yeah, I I don't either. It's uh the problem Crystal Palace have, quite frankly, is they're just not scoring enough goals, Kartic. I mean they've scored eleven no, goals in thirteen no. games. It, you know, that's not gonna get them above no. mid table. Uh, I think Roy Hodgson is uh, could po- possibly be dead man walking, but I do mean that only in the terms of of uh, his uh, managerial uh, position. But I, I just I don't know who'd go to Palace. I mean that's the point. You're going to get a better manager than Roy Hodgson. Um, probably not. Yeah. Okay. So Chelsea, West Ham is the next one. Um, they're flying high, Chelsea. Obviously, they had a disappointing outing against Man City. Although I will say this, uh, right at the beginning of that game, they looked dominant over City. It just took City a couple of minutes to wake up and decide that they were going to squash these annoying little people, <laughs> which they did with with uh, pretty effectively. But this is against West Ham United. This is uh, Frank Lampard against uh, Pellegrini. Uh, and I don't know what's going on with Pellegrini. He's a really good manager. I really like him. This, there's something about this team. Something about this chemistry on this team. Kartik, the last game they won was way back in September, and they had that five-game unbeaten streak. They beat United at home, and ever since then, it's just been it's just been is again it's been suck city for West Ham United. This is an opportunity for them, albeit away uh, away at Chelsea for the London derby. A London derby, not a particularly big one, but it is one, um, to get the points. Uh, Chelsea right now, the favorites at minus 250. West and the underdog are plus 650. The draw, plus 350. Um, it's hard for me to see Chelsea dropping the points here, but they may. But then again, I think, nah, they're not going to.
1: Yeah, they're not going to drop the points. So West Ham has had a lot of injuries. Uh, Lanzini's hurt again. Mikel Antonio just came back last week. Uh, uh, Jack Wilshere. Yeah, this is one thing I do have to fault Pellegrini for. Uh, I love Pellegrini, really high-end manager. Uh, But uh, to to build his midfield uh, around Jack (laughs) Wilshere, And I know, and I know it's something he wanted to do at City. He was interested in Jack Wilshere when he was managing City, and Arsenal wouldn't sell him at the time. But uh, you just can't. I, I know he has all the all the gifts, Wilshere, but he, fitness wise, and also I think mentally, he's just not. He's not the player yeah, he was. Yeah. He, he was supposed to be.
0: All right, okay, so we're going to agree Chelsea on this one. Okay, you what, we're going to have to start yeah. speeding this up. Uh, Liverpool, Brighton, okay. Liverpool prohibitive favorites at minus Liverpool, 450. Yeah, uh, this is at Anfield. Yes, they don't have uh, Fabinho, but they're still going to win this game. Uh, Brighton fully yeah. capable of, of of providing a shocker, though. And if you want to speculate... Graham Potter's
1: been a, a surprise, a revelation, like he was at Swansea last year.
0: So, yeah, the problem uh, is, he's is, is they're losing to the quote-unquote bigger teams. I mean, they lost to yeah, United, yeah. they lost to Leicester. Uh, you know uh, they did lose to Villa. I, I don't see them winning this. Uh, Tottenham, Bournemouth, yeah. uh, and I'm just going to make this really quick. Uh, Tottenham will get back to winning ways under Jose Mourinho. They won their first game yeah. with him in charge. They're going to win this game I, at Tottenham Stadium.
1: I, I I don't. We don't have much time, but I'm really frustrated by Bournemouth. I know I've mentioned it before on this show. Uh, but Wilson, Callum Wilson, Joshua King, Ryan Frazier, uh, none of them playing at the level they did last season. David Brooks is still injured. Uh,
0: I. <sighs> i really hope they can step it up but yeah
1: spurs win this
0: all right the next one this is a huge relegation six-pointer southampton against watford 19th and 20th in the table um watford did beat uh, norwich then they managed to lose you know at home to burnley we saw see where burnley are southampton you know drew arsenal which is a good result for them but look i mean we got one win and two wins on the season should have won that game um wafford aren't scoring any goals southampton really isn't either southampton's defense is even worse um, i'm actually going to say this is a draw at plus 333 oh, pardon me at plus 240 what do you think uh, southampton
1: should have won that game against arsenal last week they were yeah. very unlucky uh i think they're gonna win uh yeah draw safe Well,
0: you like southampton at home that's plus 120 they're the favorite. No, i think i
1: like southampton at home i'm gonna you like it. Southampton? Yeah, okay i like that.
0: the draw uh norwich arsenal um I actually like Arsenal to win this new manager bounce. That's yeah. what I see happening. Yeah. And Wolves, Sheffield, United, love, love the Blades. Uh, and, and I love Wolves, actually. So I, I like both these teams. They both provide some really exciting football. Uh, b- both these teams haven't lost in five games, uh, which is saying a lot. They have almost identical records over the last five. They have almost identical goals scored. Uh, defensively, Wolves are a little bit weaker than Sheffield. Uh, this is a really, really hard one for me to figure out. This is that Molyneux. Uh, I'm going to say that I think this is a draw, plus 230. What do you think?
1: Draw, and I think it'll be a high-scoring draw, 2-2, scoring draw. Two, uh, two, high scoring three, draw. Three. I
0: agree. Well, we did it, Karthik. We wrapped up all the matches in the, associate, in the allotted time. I'm proud of you. You did a great job. Well done. We didn't run over. Um, those are our Premier League picks for this weekend. As I said, uh, we've got matches Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. Then the following weekend, more Premier League matches. It is hot and heavy. So stay with us here on 5th Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. We'll be right back to wrap it up. All right, just a couple of minutes left in the show. 5th Street Soccer, Nick and Karthik, with you. Uh Cartic, literally a couple minutes left. Uh if Southampton lose this match to Watford over the weekend, it's the big relegation six pointer uh that we spoke about. This is at St. Mary's, I think, right? Yes. Um yep. does has does has is Hassenhootl out the door.
1: Yeah, Hassenhootl gets the sack and uh, there were some rumors this past week that with so many jobs opening up in Germany, maybe he, he would uh, find a golden parachute and get out before he got sacked. Didn't happen. Hertha Berlin hires Jürgen Klinsmann, who, by the way, opens tomorrow. It's on FS1 uh, for our viewers here in the U.S. against Dortmund and Luciano Favre, who is about to get sacked also. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, if if Dortmund loses that match, I think Favre is going to get sacked. Uh, Dortmund, we're hoping reportedly to hire Jose Mourinho that's off the table now so maybe Hassan Hudel ends up there Uh, but I think he gets the sack if they lose this match Uh, on the other side Kiki Sanchez Flores uh, he's a good manager they thought they could rescue the season by bringing him in I think he needs a transfer window but they're gonna need to get some points before January for him to even survive to that point
0: yeah the problem Southampton have is you know at the rate that they're, they're they're going to go down. Uh, I, I think Little yeah. gets the sack here. I really do. Uh, and right now, I, it, you know, I, to be fair, I haven't been that excited about any of the odds for this weekend in the Premier League. Uh, I would say that uh, maybe I, I said the draw. And I actually, you thought Southampton were going to win this match, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the only other one that really would excite me would be the Wolves Sheffield United and I think Wolves are going to win that at Molyneux but there's not great odds on that it's only plus 100 so I would say if you want to make a bet right now uh, you can get Ralph Hasenhuttle getting the sack next manager at 12 to 1 I would do that all right that's it for us here on uh, Fifth Street Soccer Uh, we hope you will make us a regular part of your week as we're with you each and every uh, weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 eastern time on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network Uh, We'll be back on Monday. In the meantime, enjoy the matches. And remember, a whole bunch of Premier League matches next week. So, hot and heavy football, and we'll be with you all the way. Until then, cheers.